Let me, uh, I'll just uh, tell everybody who's watching, welcome to the High Sessions Boy podcast. Uh, Ganya Masato here, your host, and joining today is uh, Mr. Kaoshima Bukuro, Mr. Devin Nikoba. How's it? And I'm really excited to have Guy Hagi on here. Yeah. Guy, thank you so much for making the time to, to spend with us. Yeah, right. It's uh, after Grandpa's nap and before the afternoon surf session, so it works. Perfect. perfect. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about surfing because... Man, like, uh, it's funny, you know, how you perceive people on TV versus when you meet them in real life. You know, I've always seen you on the news doing your thing. And one day, this is my guy, Hagi, so how I met, met you. I was playing in a band called Na Oivi with Dennis Kamakahi back in the early 2000s. And we did a, a Borders thing or something like that. And, um, and Guy Hagi was there, you know, and I was telling them, I'm like, what is Guy Hagi doing here? You know, like, at a, and he's like, oh, he likes Hawaiian music. And, you know, all this time, when you see people on TV or when you, you know, think of celebrities, you don't think of them as, like, normal people, you know? <laughs> and so I thought, wow, that's so weird that Guy Hagi even knows who uh, Dennis and, and, and I am, and he's coming down. He just, he just there for the music. He wasn't there to do a news story or something, you know? And, uh, and then so... You have to call him Guy Hagi. You can't call him just Guy. Yeah, I, can't, I still can't call you Guy. I feel like I still have to call you call yeah. Guy Hagi. But... <laughs> I mean, John, John, you're a musician, and I don't know how, uh, you know, why, but I think uh, some of my um, maybe success has been in part to the rhythm of the name. Because a lot of little kids pick up yeah. on, and it's not, it's not guy, it's not uncle guy, it's guy hoggy, like one. And I don't know the, <laughs> the, you know, the semantics of it or why it works, but like, I guess there's some kind of a rhythm to it. But as far as Hawaiian music, man, I, I grew up listening to Gabby in my house with my dad, right? You know, buying the, um, the Living on Easy Seat albums. He was so treasured, that stuff. So I just grew up all, li- loving all that stuff. So having the chance to, when, when I got older to see those, you know, people, legends like Dennis and even getting to meet them, I was just blown away. Yeah. It's, and it's one of these things like uh, you see you on TV, you're in your suit and you're all polished and you speak really well. And then, uh, and you meet, you see in front of like, Oh, this is a, this is a local dude. Like he's just a, you know, and people to, oh, ask me, Oh, this guy, how you really know how to surf? He talks a lot about surf. It's like, yeah, he knows how to surf, man. He goes all the time. Like he's, he's for real, you know. So, um, yeah, like uh, I, I just, I just, it's one of those things that it, it's, it's nice when you get to meet people that you kind of see on TV or whatever, and they turn out to be real, real cool and stuff. So, yeah, and oh, then thanks. ask you to thanks. do this. Come on, no problem. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've known each other for a long time now, John. Ever since, and um, you know, Devin as well. And and came, some comes to find out that. I've known Kyle way longer than I've known both of you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll do the, the wonders of Calvin Maeda and uh, Hawaiian <laughs> yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay, so I, I got to get straight to this because this, is, this has been something that's on my, on my mind for, for years now. And, and I just got to ask you that. So, Guy, you, you must be like the most memed person oh, from oh, Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I find some of them freaking hilarious and and uh how, how do you do, do you even realize like what an icon you've been i mean beyond just the news but now in these memes 
going forward? And, and does it, is it fun? Does it bother you? Like, well, how do you feel about it? Uh, well, um, you know, what's really funny is it all started during a severe weather event, right? There was a train of um, hurricanes or tropical cyclones heading towards Hawaii. And the funny thing is I was not even in Hawaii when it started. <laughs> I, I, I was on a family trip and then right, somebody, yeah. And then somebody texted me and goes, Hey, you know, this is, thing is going on. What do you think about all this? And I'm going, well, I'm kind of like, you know, several thousand miles away from you guys. I never even knew what was going on. I being the old school guy that I did, that I was, I didn't know what a memmy was, a mimi, a memo, memo, whatever. <laughs> I never, didn't even know what, I, what to call it. Um, and then when I started seeing it, um, you can take it either two ways, right? You can be either in on the joke or you can be the victim of the joke. And I looked at it though, I was going, man, for somebody to actually set aside the time to do that, that took creativity, that took um, some attention and that took um, a recognition to some extent. So I was nothing but flattered by everything. I appreciate the humor. And uh, John, to what you were saying, there's a little bit of a disconnect between the character on TV, and believe me, it's just me. I, I tried not to do anything other than myself, but what's represented on TV as far as uh, difference from what I am and who I am as a person, right? Um, as much as those are the same, I really look at those as total separate things. So when people make those kinds of stuff, I was nothing but flattered. I was laughing probably harder than all of you guys. Uh, the only thing is that I couldn't share the best of them with people on the news because of the language, <laughs> the colorful <laughs> language that, that was in all of them. Like, yeah. like, I don't, like, I don't swear anywhere near as or as creatively as, yeah. as they do, as they do in the, the memes. So it took on a life of its own and people just, it's the, one of those viral things about the social media thing. Now people get on it, they get on the bandwagon, they participate, they enjoy it. Um, now some of it obviously was, you know, kind of a little bit low below the belt, but still you take that with the territory and overall, you know, to get it, uh, I was just flattered. And it's not something you couldn't, you couldn't pay for that kind of attention. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kyle's been in the, the art industry forever, right. The art and promotion and marketing and getting a wave, like riding a wave like that, that's really, really rare. So I, I, I understood that. And like I said, I just appreciated all the attention. Yeah. You're like one of the most, uh, popular weather guy in Hawaii, even if you wanted to be or not because of that. <laughs> and I think the colorful language is what made it even more fun. Yeah, yeah. Because it, I guess people know that you're not that guy that's going to be saying that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It made it very yeah. um, hilarious yeah. to look at and enjoy. I, I, you know? I mean, what's really funny is um, uh, I went to, um, you know, Michelle Wee has a ping pong tournament thing when she comes for her golf for the golf tournament right out at Colina so it's a little ping pong fundraising event and I got to play in that and I and I really don't know Michelle at all but she goes hey you're the meme guy <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'll, wow. I'll, take, I'll take that anyway anyway you know what I mean so I got to hang out with her play ping pong with her and, uh, and that was the connection was the meme thing so okay great <laughs> You know what I feel sorry for you the most about though guy and I, I, you know we never met before but I knew I, I knew you through mutual friends, but I kind of felt sorry that anytime the weather is wrong in Hawaii, they do it with you. <laughs> and I know it's not your fault. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's, you're the face of weather in Hawaii, you know? Yeah. And it must and, be hard and, to take on that burden, you know? Um, actually, well, I've been doing this for a long time, Carl, longer than I was in the surf industry now. And I was in the surf industry for 20 years before I started doing this. Um, but 
I think that's an international worldwide perspective of weather forecast that's not correct, right? And then we got to change that. And that everybody thinks that a weather forecast is like an order at McDonald's. You, you get, you order it, you get it. It's exactly what it's supposed to be, right? There's nothing, there's no, uh, there's no deviation from that either way, even to a certain percentage or degree. But weather forecasts aren't like that. So I understand that. And if we miss it, that's just how it is because there's no way a forecast is going to be 100% correct for 100% of the places all the time. That's just the nature of a forecast because we're dealing with nature, which is to a large extent um, unpredictable. The science just is too young to get it 100% correct, right? Now think about this. Think about like, like a volcano, right? Or even an earthquake. People go, oh, the big one's coming in 20 years. And we don't know when. We don't know exactly where, but we kind of figure out, okay, this is where it's probably going to be. This is probably how good it's, good it's going to be. But we're okay with that forecast, as wobbly as that is, right? Because we understand that it's not a perfect science. Weather's no different. Weather's no different than that. Maybe, maybe we're more accurate, but we're still got that uncertainty in there, right? So I understand that. All the scientists understand that. And the more educated public understands that. But by and large, people think that what we say so I take all my information for the National Weather Service. Um, what we say is, is hard and, and fast in concrete. And if it doesn't happen, then it's all wrong. So that's not true. But I say that we're getting it right 70% of the time. And we'll take that and we'll take that imperception, that correct imperception. Okay, and we'll deal with that. So it's okay. And then I'm like the front man for the weather guy. I'm the mouthpiece for the weather service. So I read their forecast, not my forecast. I'm not the meteorologist that does all the fancy calculations. I'm not that guy, right? So I just take what they say. I represent it to everybody, right or wrong. I take the hit because the guy that made the forecast, he goes to Safeway. He buys his vegetables. Nobody says nothing. Even the forecast was totally wrong. I go to Safeway. I buy the vegetables. That lady goes, you told me it was going to rain. Never rain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> long long explanation for for the for the for the situation and i understand it i take it and i accept it and i still think it's pretty cool yeah but do you feel like um in the because you've been doing this for a long time in the 20 years you've been doing this or, or however long that the technology has gotten a little better and are there things on the horizon where you're seeing that it's getting a little bit more accurate but i can yeah, I totally understand. You can't day to day. It's tough, man. But. Yeah, and, and and also remember, even though we live with some of the best weather on the planet, no doubt. Like you seen today, it's incredible, right? Um, nice. But but there are certain places that are totally different from here. Like you go to probably Hilo today. It'll be cloudy. It'll be a little damp. But yet I have. When I was at night, I had two minutes to say everything from Hilo to Hanalei. There's no way you're going to get that correct in two minutes to say. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave somebody out, and it'll be the, the place that gets different weather from the 90%. And the other forecast challenge is, you know, 90, well, you know this, John, as a, as a realtor, 80% um, of, our, of our population lives from Hawaii Kai to Aiea. That's it. Yep. That's it. So That's if the forecast is correct for them, it's by and large correct for the entire, you know, for what, for the, uh, for the um, majority of the people. But for the people that lived out in Kahalu, they got poured on where we didn't see a drop. I was totally wrong, right? So, uh, but now speaking for but, us, speaking for us, Kailua people, yeah, that's always the case. Yeah. See, but now, <laughs> now that I have more time in the morning, 
um, I get to address those things. So I think the weather forecast is more accurate. But to your answer, um, to answer your question specifically is um, the weather forecast, the models, all the computers are getting more accurate. However, um, it's still very small incremental change that we see on a day-to-day -day basis that make it more accurate. Like it's still, for us in Hawaii, hard to say hour by hour what we're going to get. And it's because of the terrain that causes the weather. Like, believe it or not, the mountains can cause rain in of themselves, right? Mm -hmm. You get, you get, it's, and we have this weird thing called orographic lift and it affects Devon over there because the clouds will come in They'll hit the mountains and the wind will hit the mountain and shove the clouds up higher than they normally would go. So we can't forecast that because we didn't know that the wind was going to get that strong at that, at that moment with the clouds in that lineup, shoving them up higher, causing rain, which only hit you, Devin, and never hit yes. us on this side. So, so there's challenges. But on the bigger picture, computer models for hurricanes are so much more accurate than when I started. It's unbelievably more accurate. The, so watch this hurricane season. Pay attention to the paths and how they change over time over one system. And you notice they won't change very much because the, the original forecast got them correct. Although the intensities are still something we got to deal with. Like we say in five days, it's going to be at this strength, according to the computer model. But in five days, the strength's markedly different, although the path might not have changed. So the path forecast is getting a lot better than it was when I started. Is it also getting a lot more worse, though, I mean, com when you're comparing hurricane seasons now to 20 years ago? Or is it just that we're, we're more in tune with what's happening around the world and we just see it more often? Uh, I'm sorry, what was, the what, was the, what was the question, Kyle? The hurricane patterns nowadays, yeah. present time, is it, is it a lot more frequent than before? Or oh. is it we were able to track it more, you know? Yeah, well, a little of both. But I can tell you that... Um, and, and we get flack for all this all the time. But the, the, the leading scientists, the forecast guys, that um, they all say that because of climate change, um, the hurricanes are more intense, they are more frequent, and they are much more damaging. So for us, two years ago, we missed, what, 18 missed us? Yeah. Uh, and, and we had that one that really was barreling right towards Maui before it just died. Yeah. And that's another thing with intensity. We knew it was going to just head toward Maui and then veer off. We didn't, we didn't forecast that it was going to die so quickly. It amazed every forecaster. So still today, you know, there's still that. But again, Kyle, we are looking at more frequent storms. We are looking at more damaging storms. They're bigger. They're stronger. Uh, so causing more damage, more, um, more fatalities. So, you know, as we head into these times where things are heating up, that's what these storms rely on, yeah, is heat. So, so the hotter the ocean, the stronger the storm. And the ocean's getting hotter. I don't know if you surfed all last winter, but my gosh, everybody's going, oh, the water's so warm. The water's so warm. Really? Oh, yeah. I haven't been out there in a, a long time. I remember yeah, even, even 15 years ago when I used to surf that you go to Waikiki and the water's like bath water, you know, up yeah. under for the shore yeah. so yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so that's all that so we'll, we'll see what happens this this uh summer when hurricane season rolls around um but the hurricane forecast hasn't come out yet good for us is even though the ocean will likely be warmer we haven't seen a return of el nino right which for us means warmer temperatures along the equator which would translate into more storms and more severe storms we haven't seen that develop yet so, which is good news for us. So, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, good. Okay. 
Okay, wait. You guys, you guys are talking so much weather. I want to actually. <laughs> I want to talk to Guy Hagi about Guy Hagi. Like, I want to find wait. out where he went to school and all that stuff. Because people, we, people don't get that. that. People get this all the time. Like, they hear <laughs> yeah. from him about yeah. the weather yeah. all the time. Yeah, I never I got know about that. Guy Hagi about weather. So now's my chance, man. I know these, <laughs> these two guys are such nerds for weather. I'm like, you guys, come on. We got. He's having one. One more weather thing before you get <laughs> okay, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> last one, last one. Okay, watch. When I was a kid, there was never this thing called King Tides, right? Or was it, and we just never knew about it? What, yeah. Is well, it uh, a recent uh, thing? Uh, Kyle, we've always had them. It's just that only recently the National Weather Service has started calling them King Tides. Australia used that term forever. And we never used that term. But forever, Alamoana would get flooded out. Right? It would always come up the wall and into the street every now and then, rare, but it would happen. You remember those, right? Kakak and Nakakomapunapuna has been flooding forever, right? So yeah. those things happen. But, however, they are happening more frequently now. Yeah. In fact, um, the forecast guy at um, UH is saying that, get ready for this. In the near future, um, monthly flooding will be commonplace in Eva Beach and in Waikiki. Oh, wow. every month you're going, you're going to get them coming into people's yards. Yeah. Just tidal wow. flooding, just tidal flooding, which means if for the businesses out in Mapunapuna that flood all the time, uh, even though they're well, you think above water, they flood all the time. And uh, the, the beaches in Waikiki, you know, like the reef hotel, you know, those guys, they're going to have to build up the berm or whatever. So, so yeah. So yeah. So to answer your question, they've always been around. We just started renaming them here in Hawaii I over see. the last few years. Gotcha. Well, so, 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 Devin. <laughs> well, first, before we do, even do that, Devin, I have to address yes. what's going on with your face. What? what? You got like a, a little thing going on there with your mustache, yeah, and it, that, that doesn't look like a one day thing. It looks like you've put some thought into this. Is that a <laughs> it has no thought at all. It's called letting your face sit and grow. But I'm not like, okay, so Kyle's got the, Kyle's got the Okinawan, right? So when he yeah. grows facial hair, he grows like facial hair. Yeah. Right? So that's like, that's, I don't know, 20 minutes with the facial hair. This is like, this is like two, three months already. Like as long as we've been sort of in quarantine and there's, that's all there is. Like I have to shave off all over here because I look like a homeless person with all the, you know, I don't yeah, know about guy. I don't know if you, that's the kind you grow, but John does that too. John like grows these little patches. <laughs> little ones. They look really disgusting and his wife hates them. And so he has to shave them off. Kyle gets actual beard. Yeah. You see, you see that for for um Devin, that's the beauty of radio. <laughs> exactly. But then you we would... do. But now we do these things, and so when we do these things, everybody goes, "Hey, what's uh, what's going on with your face?" And nobody, see, it's never, it's never, "Hey, Devin, you're growing like a beard." It's never that. It's Devin. You got something on your face. What is that? <laughs> see, a, see, Devin has see, a boyish quality to his look. Yeah. And I feel like this is throwing me off with this two-man <laughs> thing going. I don't know. Uh, That's just me. Well, so so like Devin, but probably even more so. Um, I don't. I hardly shave. I bought. I made the mistake of buying a can of shaving cream once. The can rusted out before I even used the whole thing. <laughs> so, so, so 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 I can shave like twenty-four hours before and go on air. So so yeah. So that's not an issue for me. Well, yeah. my so, problem right now is um, finally realizing that um, Devin's white beard does not match his black head. Oh, so, oh. 
<laughs> we're, not, we're not really. No, we're all now realizing that the curtain matched the drapes, probably. Too, right? I, no, no, no. The 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 drapes the drapes the drapes are only like spotted of stuff. This up here is all gray. Oh, yeah. I, no, no, I don't. I make absolutely no secret of the fact that I color my hair. There's oh. no secret. Yeah, no. I no. I tell people on the radio that I color my hair because no. it's easier. I mean, I don't. I don't really because what happens is. If I don't color my hair and it all looks gray like yours, Kyle, then what happens is I end up going to castings and they go, oh, okay, we put you with the grandpas. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the boyish face doesn't pay off anymore. Sense. That makes sense. But yeah, but now I don't have any castings or any of that stuff to go through. So I just let them go. The, so the problem is that since, the, since we've started this, we doing this on video, I had to shoot a couple other video things. And after, when I shot them, I had this. And people go, oh, what's happening with your face? <laughs> and then it's too late because we're shooting it already. So I'm like, oh, whatever. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, now that that's out of the way, you can ask your You're guy welcome. Okay. No, I, I, want the, I want the guy hoggy story. Because the guy hoggy that I know, um, I know from being a surfer, from being the guy who was giving us the – um, you know the surf reports and all that stuff and i knew you're in the water all the time and all that but i you know you were like this weird mystery guy that showed up yeah. sorry no <laughs> pun intended but you were the you were the mystery reporter like you come on you say these cool things about the the waves and stuff and then you'd be gone and we know that you surf but we didn't know where you came from we didn't know where <laughs> you went school we knew that you went you know we knew that you were local but that was it and i think even to this day people don't know which is why they call you. Which is why they call you Guy Hagi. They don't call you Guy. <laughs> Your close um, friends still probably call you Guy Hagi. Uh, my kids call me Guy Hagi. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a. I, I, there's two separate people. One in the house who does all the stuff, and the other one who's like this character that they bring out to show off to their friends. <laughs> By the way, my look, dad look, is Guy Hagi. Look, look, he, look, he lives here. He lives here. And go, going on. Can, can I get some money, please? But, so, like, where did you, where did you, so, where were you born? So, where did you okay, go to school? Okay, so, all that stuff? So, so, public school product, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, grew up uh, borderline Kalihi Leliha. Okay, so, so, Lanakila Elementary, Kwananakoa, and from Kwananakoa to McKinley. Oh, wow. So, I, so I only went to three schools. I, I never, we never moved around. Very stable, um, you know, oh. childhood with with uh, with um, two brothers and a sister, and you know, worked out worked out really well. So, but neurotypical, typical, um, you know, meager kind of stuff with three boys trying to share two surfboards kind of stuff. But you know, <laughs> but yeah, I went are to you the, are you the youngest? Are you the oldest? No, no, no. Old? I'm 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 number two of four. Okay. Two of four. Um, and we're all pretty close. I mean, uh, my my brother is one year older, three years younger. And my sister was, was 10 years uh, younger than me, but she recently passed away. But, but so, so, yeah, so, so we're all pretty close. So we all, so the three boys all surfed together um, and, and, you know, just grew up doing that. Um, started surfing in high school and then that turned itself into a career. First started surfing, um, well, got hired at 19 years old, going to 18 or 19. Um, one of my first jobs working for Town & Country when Town & Country only had one store. Waimalu. Wow. So, yeah, Waimalu only had yeah. one store right next to the Safeway. So, uh, I know, and right at that time was awesome because, because of the few surf shops, um, 
all the pros would come in on the winter time. Right? We'd see all the guys that we'd see in the magazines come walk through the, walk through the doors of that little store just to touch base with the town and country pros. And the way I started doing their surf report is um, they used to have this, um, the time given to them by the radio station. Hey, provide us with the, radio, with the surf report that you guys are experts in. And we'll give you this radio time and you get to say the name of your shop for free. Mm. So that, that duty fell on the handful of local pros that used to do it. We're talking luminary names, Dane Kealoha, um, uh, Larry Bertelman, uh, Randall Kim, uh, Vince Klein, all those guys, right? Um, legends locally and worldwide too. And then, uh, but invariably their priorities lay elsewhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 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 they couldn't so they couldn't get get to the and you know Devin you're on the radio man you need that radio surf report at seven o'clock when you need it to fit in that slot because mm-hmm. you guys run on schedule surf surf mm-hmm. guys don't run on a schedule but I was a uh, uh, um, you know a little bit more I guess um, regimented or a little more disciplined <laughs> you know so so I so they said hey guy can you do this you speak English half decently because you went to t- you went to a town school <laughs> and, and and I and I could hide my pigeon. You know, small kind hide the pigeon, and, uh, and and so so I did that, and that that ended up being like a catapult to other things, because then I worked for Town and Country for a few years, and then worked for a rep group that we started repping surf products during the time of the of the boom of the surf industry. The surf industry went through this boom that Kyle knows very well, where Town and Country went from one shop to twelve shops. Local Motion went from one shop to a worldwide distribution center. You know, and all that, and everybody wanted to be a surfer, and I rode that wave as during that thing, and then from there, um, I got a job in TV because they wanted the surf industry, the surf crowd that I had, the surf following, to come oh. with me because the surfers are like those guys on TV don't know what they're talking about with the surf; they don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. Although Dan Cook was paying attention to the surf way back then, mm-hmm. so that's all. That's all. That's a short. That's a short story of the whole thing. Can you um, wow. give us a brief history on the change of the surf report size, Hawaiian scale versus mainland scale? Oh, okay. Why did it change and why did it start that way? Okay, so, so in the beginning, right, and all the surfers, well, all the older surfers know this, it really didn't have almost anything to do with the size in terms of a ruler. That had nothing to do with it. This was not one foot waves, right? This was not. It didn't make any yeah. sense. And there's a myth that you go, oh, they measure from the back. Because anybody knows from the back of the wave, there's, there's nothing there, especially for certain waves like Chopu or something like that. So it was all this macho scale. So it all depended upon who you asked on how big it was. If the guy was really good, really experienced, and a macho guy, you know, an eight-foot wave was four feet. Like what part of that wave was four feet? You're talking 48 inches now, 48 inches, okay? For most, for most of us guys, that's less than our armpit. What part of that wave was four feet? No part of that wave was four feet. Not the back, not the front, not the side, nothing. It was all this, it was all this, un, this unspoken scale that everybody supposedly knew. And, if you, and you embarrass yourself if you called a wave bigger than what the big macho guy called, right? So. I had to learn and understand this scale. And it's something innate you learn through experience, right? And then what happened is when I was doing the surf report well into TV already, there was a, uh, there was a fatality that occurred, I think, on the Big Island where the National Weather Service called the surf a certain size. 
and a visitor went out and got killed. In turn, oh. in turn sued the city and county because they said they didn't give us proper warning or whatever. I don't know how it got settled. So Ricky Grigg, who was a UH oceanographer at the time, got in with um, the UH, um, uh, the, um, with uh, the weather service and said, you guys got to change. You guys can't do this anymore. You guys have to call it like this, like this, like this. But the local culture, the guys that we grew up surfing with, were all giving me grief going, that's not what an eight foot wave because the front of the wave is facing, is measuring eight feet because to them, it was a three foot wave, right? Yeah. So, so for years we had this battle. So for now, uh, and then I just went, you know what, this is the national weather service waves. I'm calling it head high, little big. So I've changed that over the last few years. So that's the genesis of that was a lawsuit that forced the national weather service to toss out the old school and bring in the new school, which I'm in favor of, by the way, because that way, if you're not a surfer, if you're a surfer, if you're a baker, if you're a skateboard guy, if you're a kite flyer, you can see, look at that wave and go, that's eight feet because the guy who's five feet, it's three feet over his head. That makes more sense to me. Yeah. And you take away the macho scale about the whole thing. You take away all that history and all that. It's an mm -hmm. empirical scale. And that makes sense. And the people on the mainland been doing it forever. California surfers come here to go, oh, that was a four foot wave. And Hawaii guys would laugh at the guy going, it's not four feet. It's only shoulder high. Well, how big your shoulder? How tall is your shoulder? <laughs> is your shoulder two feet? <laughs> like how tall are you buddy so and that's talking talking to the local guys so the local scale has been askew and and weird for forever since it started okay and now when they're measuring it is the face then right it Before should it all yes yes i mean i mean now you got guys like billy kemper going oh that was a 60 foot wave you know they're not afraid to say it because that gives them credit too right yeah. it's like yeah i was i was on that wave and at least you can look at billy so billy who's maybe like 510 so if he's crouching, say he's five feet, right? And you can measure that with a ruler and go, okay, five feet, and then that, that, that. Wow, well, that's 60 feet, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, so that makes more sense to me. And the younger generation is get, catching on to that more so, I think. Which is a, good, is a good change. Yeah, it ends up being safer as well, right? Because so many, so many tourists come down here and you, you see them at Makapu'u and stuff. I'm like, what are you guys doing in the water? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, jo if George and Martha come from, um, you know, Wisconsin, and I'm telling them it's 10 feet, at least they know that it's a, the size of the basketball <laughs> rim, right? It's that size. It's, it's big. It, it, it's over your head. I'm not saying what, what Kyoki told me there was all three to four. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so to a large extent, you're right, Devin. It is, it is correct. Oh, bro, say speaking like real good kind of English with you know, guys. Oh, not bad, bro. Right on, man. Right on. No, only, only when you're trying to be professional, that's why. I don't you're know. Yeah, no, but, 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 um, but that's the thing that, that I think for I grew up with was that switch, right? That switch. Yeah, yeah. got to be bilingual. If I take my kids and we go surf Macaw, the kids are looking at me who had, my kids can't speak pigeon to save their lives. Oh, no, really? No, they cannot. They understand me. <laughs> But when I go out there, they look at me and go, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I think the kids not, they lost that art. It's not as, it's not as prevalent anymore. Uh, yeah. And, and as romantic as that is, I think it's really a hurdle for, for kids, you know, for local kids to, to succeed in, in the business world anyway, or, or, you know, or in the classroom even, right? If you have that fallback and you have pigeon, as romantic as that is, and as much as I love speaking pigeon and all my friends, I don't, it's not to be corrected, but I, I think it's, it's sort of an obstacle to, to a large extent. Mm. I, uh, I think it, it also depends on how you, I think how you were taught. Cause my, 
my mom was an English teacher, so we kind of had to learn English. But you know, you have your friends in school that all speak pidgin, and you go run around with them, and that's what you get. But uh, uh, and then you learned, I think, as as we all, because we're all kind of well, maybe not John, but we're all kind of in that same <laughs> generational, because John's so much younger than we are. But you know, we all we all learned that that the bilingual thing is important. It's important to be able to, you know what I mean, to have that ability to speak well. Because if you are in downtown Honolulu and you're at a bank and you're needing to get your business done, right, that's, that's cool and that's fine. But if your car is stuck in Waianae and you need help, the first thing you're going to do is say, hey, brother, you can help me or what? Bo, I serve my car. I know that, that rule very, very well. And you and are especially correct. if you're, especially you're, if you're a, a, a smaller Japanese person or Asian person, <laughs> um, it's very helpful to be bilingual. <laughs> unless you're, unless you're a world famous musician, and then you don't have to worry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, like I said, there's a certain romance to it, and and, and and you know, some people will vehemently defend that. But you know, I, I'm glad, I, I'm glad my kids are you know can uh, can converse with uh, subject verb agreement. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, they, you know, they, they don't have um, uh, hanging prepositions. <laughs> I was going to say, my buddy married a gal from uh, London, and they were oh, here wow. on their, you know, they got married up there, but they had a reception here, and I guess they went to the beach and saw an old friend, and the guy's, you know, speaking to heavy pigeon, and the wife goes, "That's so interesting. What I, what language is that? <laughs> English. Who are you? You <laughs> couldn't even understand what he was saying." That happened to me at uh, that happened to me at Gonzaga my freshman year when I moved in. Um, my friend Lisa Arakawa was from Pro City. She was full on pigeon. Did, didn't go. Her I needed to help translate for her to her roommate because her roommate had no <laughs> idea what she was saying. I was dating I was dating this one woman and we're walking across campus and we go downstairs and we run into the like the a, a group of people from Hawaii. So we're all talking story and we leave. And she goes, what language was that? I said, English. She goes, no, 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 no. She said, I'm speaking English. What was that? And she would come to our Hawaiian, um, our Hawaii club meetings just to sit and listen to us talk. <laughs> she was tripping out and needed to find out what we were doing. So, uh, uh, well, it's like, well, it's akin to Creole as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, you know, yeah, yeah. So, so, Guy, I know you surf. Do you surf daily? You out there daily? I, I wouldn't say daily. I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm pretty picky. Um, okay. but, but here's the thing. I got, I got two, um, kids who have surf fever now. So I end up, oh. pat, I end up paddling out, um, and just flopping around. Um, like for example, not yesterday, the, was it yesterday? No, the day before yesterday, it's almost flat in town. It's one to two. It's, it's, it's barely waist high. Okay. And, um, uh, normally I wouldn't even paddle out, but, but they were went out. They went out. So I paddled out, and instead of surfing with them, I paddled the length of Alamona Park, which is a little over half a mile. So I paddled oh. up one upwind one way, downwind one way, and that's not a lot, Devin. I mean, you go, oh, it's a lot. But that's not a lot, really. That's not a lot. Uh, but <laughs> I'll but, stand up. When you see what I look like, you'll understand why that's a lot. No, yeah, no, but the, the, uh, uh, <laughs> but 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 it's it's to stay in tune with the ocean. And I'm older mm. now, so you know, so I lose my fitness quicker. So I got to stay on that. And then like today, actually, and one of the good things about the quarantine is the lack of traffic today at, you know, mm. whatever we're going to drive up to the country. And I live in town. So we're going to go drive up to the country and go surf some today. 
Um, but I surf as often as I can, but it's really uh, swell, swell, swell based. If it's good, I'll go. If it's not that good, I won't go. But like I said, I go now because the kids go and, and they've been, you know, they've been doing online stuff for seven hours. You know, they, How old are your kids now? They're uh, junior, senior, 16, 17. So I got, oh, one wow. gradu- I got one graduating now with all the challenges faced by those guys, oh, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and he's graduating. And so, but because their school's been prepared for this distance learning thing before the whole thing started, these kids are, are on point at eight o'clock and they don't finish till three, which as a parent, wow. I appreciate, you know, what, because what they're- is this? is this Punahou? No, no, they're at Iolani. So, oh, yeah. yeah, so there are other schools which will go unnamed. I have, I have information, but I know because I've talked to some of the parents. And brah, they're paying big money for one hour a day online learning. Oh, man. And so, so what do you do? Like we had a news story today is that some kids from um, the top universities are asking for tuition refunds. And yeah. because, because they're not getting the quality of education is what they're saying of what they signed up for. And you're talking 70 grand a year, right? For some of these schools. Yeah. And, and I would be asking, and that might trickle down to here. Who knows? You know, I mean, wouldn't you be a parent paying, paying, you know, tens of thousands of dollars and your kid is in school for an hour during this pandemic thing. Wouldn't you be frustrated? I'd be frustrated because you got to entertain them after that. Well, well, that's the big thing too, right? You got to take care of them. You got to, you know, guide them and, you know, of which you're kind of more responsible been, for now. So, I've been pretty bad about it because, uh, you know, from what I understand, for at least uh, public school where my kids go, the year is done. So, if you are not failing before this, you are basically moving on to the next grade. And uh, my daughter is like Miss uh, on top of things, and she's doing all her work. And I'm like, is that required? Like. You have to just yeah. know, but that's what is the summit. But yeah, if you don't have to do it, why, why are you doing it? Kind of talk around. Yeah. Such, it. A, such a good influence, guys. Such a good influence. <laughs> role model you are, John. <laughs> but, and, you know, the pub, and the public schools are really challenged now because you got kids, you got the mix where some kids have the wherewithal, have the assets mm-hmm. to do distance learning, yeah. and other, yeah. kids, other kids don't. So how yeah. do you be fair to the entire thing? So it ends up that they're teaching to the back of the class, not the front of the class, right? The kids that have all the stuff, they want to move forward. They, there's no resources for them, right? And the ones in the back, you're trying to get them to get up to the front. And it's just a challenging time with, uh, you know, tough answers for everybody. Well, yeah. speaking of this yeah. pandemic, I wanted to hear you guys. Wait, hey, Kyle, you're soft, you know. You got to come closer to your thing, I think. How's this now? Is it better? Yeah, better. Yeah, now, I, I, I'm more I'm more interested in the bottles behind Kyle. That got a story every one of them like that. Actually, yes, they do. <laughs> I was wondering if um, what do you guys think about the pandemic and stuff like that? With the latest news that came out, I just saw a headline that Governor Ige said we can open for commerce in retail stores and mall and malls in like two days. But seven, yeah, on Thursday, open? they're gonna open back open up the malls again. Yeah, how do you guys feel about that? Personally, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I mean, we've had zero to one infection per day for the last two weeks. And so, you know, I mean, I don't think we're ever going to get down to zero, zero, zero forever, you know, so we got to, people have to start getting out there and doing something. Uh, unemployment cannot stay at 30% forever. 
it'd be nice if we had some kind of treatment or, or I think if they keep up the testing, you know, and, and keeping on people who are coming in, that's the main thing is the people who are flying into the state, right? As long as we keep in cabs on that, uh, yeah, let the locals kind of get back to doing what they do, you know? And you know, my dream is to have, have Waikiki open to the locals for like a week or two before we start letting everybody back in and <laughs> letting everyone who grew up here experience that one more time, you know, with no, no foreigners here for, for just a little while. I know. I saw, uh, I saw yeah. video of, I saw video of Sunway walking on a beach in Waikiki. She was out by, I think the Royal Hawaiian hotel and it was just, the water's so crystal blue. There's nobody in the ocean. I went, wow, that's amazing. She said, everybody should get out here and check it out. And I was like, oh, okay. The only problem is you got to park it like Kapilani Park and then walk all the way down to, uh, mm. to rural Hawaiian. But probably worth it though. Yeah, well, well yeah. I've, I've been, you know, so I've been surfing during this whole thing, right? The good thing for us surfers, I don't know if it was the wisest choice, but the, the good thing for us is the ocean's always been open during the whole entire thing. Mm. So we've been able to see Alamoana Park without anyone on the beach. Right? For some strange reason, you couldn't be on the beach, but you could go surfing. So I've seen all that. And I got to be honest with you, I'm going to miss that. Mm. <laughs> but, 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 to, but, to, but to John's point, you know, people, people are, are, um, the infection rate is very low. Um, the, the thing that is the telltale sign are the ICU bed occupancy, right? If, if the ICU bed things go up with coronavirus, then you know, oh, you're in trouble, man. Like New York, you know, you can't, don't have enough yeah. ICU beds. We've never had that issue. And now we know that the virus doesn't like heat and humidity. Great things that we have in excess. So, so I'm, I'm to John's point that things should slowly open reasonably. Um, and, and people are itching to do it, man. People are itching to do it. But, but because there are hotspots across the world, wow, man, you know, you got to have some kind of, point testing and you see hawaii people are so we've been so um kind of uh anti-tourist with this whole thing right uh, yeah. you know and to a large extent that's our life's blood so so you know you can only have that attitude for so long before you know everything starts to die off right so yeah so it's good and i agree i think locals can get back to it slowly slowly but surely i, I think it's time yeah uh yeah, I had this uh, Facebook post the other day because I've been driving around and I've been seeing people in their car, they're by themselves driving, <laughs> but they got their mask on, you know? And I was like, oh, why do people have their mask on when they're by themselves in the car? But I got it. It's so nice when you get a satisfying answer because people would wrote me back and said, you know, sometimes you go somewhere and you touch a bunch of stuff and then yeah. you don't want to be in the car on your way home and touching your face, so you leave your mask yeah. on. I thought, oh. oh. That actually makes some sense. You know, I, I just thought people were just insane. No, I mean, that doesn't make sense. They're going to inhale the thing through the, through the vent or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. As long as you brush your teeth, you're good with that mask thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've had a couple of appointments uh, where I've had to wear masks. And, you know, these things are like an hour long. And I, I'm just like talking for, for, you know, minutes and minutes at a time. And I can just feel it's getting kind of, you know, damp in there. And I'm like, oh, God. So disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but remember, but remember, they're smelling their own mask as well. So that's right. So yeah. That helps that's you. Right. That's right. The best is trying to talk to people through the plex. They're they're talking to you through their mask, through a piece of plexiglass, and you are trying to understand them and then speak yourself. And neither side can understand. Like I was at, uh, I was at, uh, what was it? 
um, the the chicken fingers place, um, raising canes. <laughs> guys, like, what do you need? I go, I need a three piece. He goes, a what? A three piece? A what? A three piece? <laughs> he's leaning his he's leaning his ear past the little plexiglass thing to understand what I'm saying. And I'm like, I need a three piece. Um, chicken. He goes, okay. And do you want like do you want a drink? Yeah, I need a drink. Okay. But I, I want lemonade. Can I get lemonade? You want a what? I want a lemonade. <laughs> a what? I was like, huh. It was like Mr. Frog Tree and room service. And, and it happens every time now because that plexiglass, you just cannot hear through, man. People just can't. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not and only so, that. The, the, like the more, the thicker the mask is too, right? Like if you're wearing yeah. those, those throwaway medical paper masks, then, then you're okay. But yeah, you got those really mm. beautiful, beautiful. It's become a fashion industry play, a fashion yeah, yeah, yeah. A thing now. Like you have to have one yeah. to match every yeah. outfit. But the thicker it is, the harder it is to communicate for sure. At least we don't have to wear them surfing. <laughs> hey, hey I, okay. I want to I want to back up because your wife is pretty famous too. <laughs> More famous than me. <laughs> I know, I know. So can can we talk about the the your your lovely wife and uh, like you know because you guys been married for a while now. Um. Yeah, we celebrated 19 years this past uh, Feb uh, January. Oh, congratulations! Oh, yeah, yeah nine, nine, 19 years, 19 years and, with a 17 year old and a 16 year old. <laughs> and, okay, and I don't remember, but you were both on air at the time that you met, correct? Correct. She was at KGMB and I was at K uh, KHNL. Yeah, I was doing the morning. She was doing the evening. Um, and, How do you uh, date when you're doing morning and evening? I, the, the time doesn't even work, man. Uh, yeah, you know, two ships passing in the night. Yeah, <laughs> there's a will, there's a way, Devin. Or, or, or let's Apparently. say two ship, or let's say two ships passing in the afternoon. That's how we. So you guys did all your dating in the late afternoon, like, okay, I got like this, this spot well, between well, two and three, we're going to go on a Well, let's well, just put, a, they, they put they, it, it added an uh, extra level of importance to Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> because um, she okay. was actually, she was transitioning from doing we from weather to being an anchor, right? Mm -hmm. And um, And she... It's funny because she really wasn't an, a weather person to start her career. She was a reporter. She went to yeah. University of Texas. She's a Longhorn. And, uh, and she went on, she graduated journalism school. Uh, real um, smart girl, yeah. Um, graduated school, uh, four-year college in three years because she was worried about the, the amount they cost her parents, right? So she graduated wow. in three years. Um, and then she went on to be a reporter in Texas uh, in, um, and in Florida. And uh, from Florida, she's just, you know, being the adventurous person that she was, she sent out an audition tape to a bunch of places around the, around the country, one of them being Hawaii, because, ah, what the heck? Other than and this is when you had to send out VHS tapes. And they, and they got back to her and they said, hey, uh, we have a, a temporary spot for you. Catherine Cruz is going to be on maternity leave. We like your tape if you want to come over. So she said, shoot. She pulled up stake, went from Florida, Jacksonville, all the way to Hawaii, all the way across country to Hawaii. Uh, had been here before on vacation and then uh, took the job. And then from there, it, it ended. It just said, okay. And then she went to work for Liberty House as their communications director. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And the way um, serendipity works is, did she have to go to KGMB to help them with a, um, a shopping network thing for Guam? Liberty House had a shopping show for Guam. And of course, huh. they go. They go. Hey, uh, you're in the communications department. You know, you you have TV experience. Can you go sell the stuff? 
and the general manager of KGMB um, was watching her tape this stuff for Liberty House and said, you know what? I have an opening for weather. Do you want to do weather? Kim goes, well, actually, I'm a journalist, but all right, I'll do it. And then that's how it all started. And then she wow. went from, from communications director of Liberty House uh, in an office in the Alamo Pacific Center overlooking the beach to working KGMB, the oldest TV station in, in the state. <laughs> <laughs> and, then the, and then that's all she wrote from there. And currently, oh. what is she doing? So now she's the director of development for Iolani, which means she's head of fundraising as well as, um, uh, as, well as um, alumni relations and all that stuff. She's head of the fair, a bunch of stuff. She's been there as long as my daughter has been there. Cool. Oh. What a while. Wow, I didn't realize she'd been out for that long. And, and before that, she was the CEO for Aloha United Way. She was yeah, there for yeah, yeah. Four, four years, I think, or five years. Made a big impact there. And then uh, before that, she was uh, helping with the fundraising at the Kapilani, uh, Kapilani um, Women's and Children's Hospital, which is uh, her efforts uh, helped uh, build that new wing that they have. Yeah, in fact, uh, she would come in for interviews at the radio station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it was so, like, hey, it's Kim Janola. Hey, yeah, what's going yeah. on? So she was, she was super brave and courageous and super smart, like, you know, like us guys, we looked at tomorrow. That's as far as we can see down the road. She saw down the road even more. So she said, you know what? My kids are just getting into kindergarten now. I got to get out of news because I need to have an impact on their life. One of us has to be home at night for them. And she left her career and all that, forged a new career. And then, um, you know, looked after the kids, uh, taking them to all the baseball practices, the Taekwondo lessons. Uh, and then, you know, and then changing her career. and then. Now she ended up being on campus with the kids, which is a dream for her, but it's been really good. Allowed me to, to be on air and just come home and, you know, uh, do that thing. And, and now it's totally the other way around now where I had a home in the afternoon and I take the kids surfing and all that other stuff and cook dinner and, and all of that. And so the morning nice. schedule works fine for us. So it's been flips up, but it's all because of her. Wow. Okay. So um, as a, as a, as the son of a, uh, an educator who was at the same school. Are you sure that was a good thing for the kids? Like for the kids release? No, I mean, granted, I wasn't the best student and this wasn't, I wasn't at Iolani, I was in Kailua, but I can imagine, but they were like, mom, you uh, gotta come on my class. Uh, yeah, yeah, but she's been super busy, but she'll tell you that <laughs> some of the proudest moments she's ever had as a mom is to see them in school doing all that stuff, doing all those special mm -hmm. moments that, that, you know, a, lo a lot of parents don't get to see. So yeah. for Kim, it was quite selfish. And for the kids, you know, there's another, like, you know, Devin, there's another level of authority <laughs> that's higher than the principal. <laughs> You know, and that, that's led to them being very disciplined, not getting into too much trouble. In fact, when they do get into trouble, and they have, when they do get into trouble academically or whatever, Kim knows about it before the kids know about it. And that's not a great Ooh. thing for the kids. But, but, oh, no. but, but, but the outcome is better, right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good. It's good. That's cool. That's cool. Hey, guy, uh, so last question. If you were going to be stranded on a deserted island... Oh. You can only bring three albums with you, not greatest hits. So these would be regular releases. What three musical albums would you take with you to play for eternity? Ooh, man, so much pressure. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So, so the one, now don't forget, even though I like, I really like old school Hawaiian, and, and um, John, you might even consider this old school. This is not old school. 
I think the one Hawaiian album I would bring is probably um, uh, Guava Jam. Ah, yeah, okay. Right, right. I would probably bring. I'd probably bring that, but then again, that's that's the Renaissance. That's the that's the new kid. I was going to say that's, that's after the '78. Right. That's the that's yeah. that's the that's the new, the new kids, wave. the yeah. new yeah. kids, right, coming yeah. up. So yeah. I would I would take yeah. that as Hawaiian. For rock and roll, I would probably pick um, uh, Aerosmith's um, "Toys in the Attic." Oh, nice. And, yeah. Okay. All right. And and, and then um, I like. Um, I like uh, like some kind of folk music, so I probably would like. Mm, I don't have an album from Bonnie Raitt, but something from Bonnie Raitt. So, so as you can tell, my musical tastes are pretty wide all over yeah, the place. Yeah, my, yeah. Kids can't, my, my kids can't. My kids can't. Nick of Time is a good one. Uh, yeah, the, no, that's too that's too new. I like the oh, older stuff. Oh, you want the older stuff? Oh, I like okay, the older okay. stuff where her, where her playing some some John Prine. And if oh, you wow. ever if you ever heard this song, it's called Angel from Montgomery. Listen to that from uh, from Bonnie Raitt. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I haven't heard, but I know the John Punch. There's a girl, uh, I just shared it with uh, Johnny Cruz. Um, it's like a Madison Cunningham that I really like. I've seen her on YouTube, but she just covered a John Pine song. Maybe I'll forward that over to you. Oh, okay, okay. Really so job. there's that, yeah, Angel Bond Montgomery. The other Bonnie Raitt song I like is called Opening Farewell. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, so try that. that. Yeah, and you know what? I saw this YouTube thing, um, and it was this two... I think it's a husband and wife. It's called NPR Little Desk Concerts. Did you see that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So it's these two Mexican, uh, a Mexican couple, Rodrigo and Gabriela. Oh Gabriela. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. They do like kind of flamenco stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I only saw. They play I only saw all over the uh, guitar neck. They just they blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah. I only saw that yesterday and pff, mind blown. Yeah. So I have so, yeah, so their album. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so there's my three. Yes, very good. Those are excellent choices. Um, I like the plug for the Tiny Desk at NPR. In fact, uh, I'll say that our local girl, uh, Taimani Gardner, did a Tiny Desk NPR oh, recently. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so, so that was if, really cool. Uh, those of you listening, if you want to go check that out and support her, she's been uh, super friendly to our show and everybody and all that stuff. But hey, man, again, it's, it's always just cool to hang out. And uh, we really appreciate you doing this. Um, I don't know. You guys, Devin, Kyle, you good? Or you got any, any last? Last request before we, we uh, let him go. I, I feel like I feel bad because you can sing on that step for an hour and it's concrete. <laughs> I know. I don't have any cushion, padding man. down there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah but right. I got, yeah, but it's the best weather on the planet. Uh, my kids haven't bugged me yet, so I think they're still doing some stuff. But yeah, we're headed off to the country in short order. We just like well, to thank you for uh, keeping us informed with the weather for Hawaii all these years, and um, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk star with us. I know you do this all day long, so it's just you know even more special that you spent time with us. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's 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 flattering and humbling to be asked to do this. Thank you guys, and uh, good luck to all you guys stuff too. You know, Devin, thank John, you. Kyle, good good luck oh, to all thanks. you guys. I'm just I'm just happy <laughs> when I see you out and about, and I go and, and I go. People go, you don't really know Guy Hagi. I go, no, it's real kind. He actually knows my name and stuff too. <laughs> and he goes, Devin, and I go, see, I told you, I know Guy the, the, the best one is you remember remember Toyo he used to own um, own a Hawaiian food so I'll, so I'll leave you with this so when, whenever I see people um, Toyo um, who used to be friends with my dad Golf Alawai um, I would go in there he'd go hey how's it how are you I said hey good good how are you you still working at the same job I go yeah yeah still living in the same place right on nice to see you come on come eat come eat 
So I go, yeah, see, Toyo, you know me, man, we good friends. The other guy, one howly guy walking, don't know Toyo for nothing, right? Toyo goes, hey, how's it? You still work in the same job? Still live the same place? Hey, right on, right on. <laughs> so, so I'm glad, so I'm glad. So Devin, still work in the same place? Okay, yeah, yeah. So Okay, thank you guys. Uh, All right. And uh, yeah, we'll see you later. Have a good week. All right, aloha. Okay, man. Take it easy.